I can't breathe, pleaded 46-year-old George Floyd as Minnesota ex-police officer Derek Chauvin knelt on his neck, slowly suffocating him. At the sight of this, none of the other police officers interfered, and even watched as the poor guy struggled and begged for his life. Eight minutes and 46 seconds later, Floyd passed away. This tragedy represents why so many black Americans live in fear of unjust authority, but at the same time, it shed light on the topic of police brutality and influenced people to speak up against a corrupt system. We are Evan, Lisbania, and Melissa, and you are listening to the first episode of the Through the Magnifying Glass podcast. Today, we'll have a discussion about racism and police brutality, two related social issues that to this day affect our society. Before starting, we should establish that racism is the oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed race ranking that favors white people. Racism has been a social issue since many years ago, and as a society, I think that we have the moral obligation to get rid of this problem. Definitely. Racism is one of the biggest problems that affects many, many people in this world, both physically and psychologically. An example of physical abuse of Racism is police brutality, and that is also today's focus. So who would like to start with the definition of police brutality? I remember that police brutality is defined as a violation of civil rights when police officers exercise undue or excessive force against a subject, and it includes verbal or physical harassment, physical or mental injury, property damage, and death. Also, police brutality is largely directed to black people because of the biases that police officers have. Oh, that's really sad. Speaking of which, have any of you heard about police brutality stories apart from George Floyd's? Actually, Evan, I have. Are you familiar with the case of Alton Sterling, a 37-year-old man who was selling DVDs on the street and got shot six times by a police officer without any particular reason? Um, I haven't. Tell us more about it. Well, according to ABC News, what happened was that the police officers received a call which said that a man was allegedly waving a gun. And when the police officers identified the man, which was out selling CDs in the street, then they began tackling him down. And moments later, they fired him multiple shots. After all this happened, the police officers excused themselves by saying that they killed him because they were fearing of their lives, and that is something that wasn't possible because they had Alton pushed down the street, pointing him with their guns. After all those things happened, the only consequences that the police officers had was that the one that killed him was expelled, and the other one was suspended for three days. That is a really sad story. I get the feeling that these police officers took advantage of their power to enforce their own racist agendas. Exactly. It seems like police officers think that they can do anything they want, just because they're the law. But they fail to perceive that we all are humans, and no one should be inferior or superior to the other. Very wise words, Liz. By the way, I have heard of another police brutality case. Should I share it? Please. According to annual reviews, on September 16, 2016, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, police officer Betty Shelby fatally shot Terrence Crutcher, an unarmed 40-year-old black man. Shelby shot Crutcher while he was reaching into his vehicle, and after the shooting, a group of police officers left Crutcher bleeding as he lay on the road for at least several, several minutes. Then, on September 22, Shelby was charged with first-degree manslaughter after the shooting was labeled a homicide. 
but on May 17, 2017, a jury found her not guilty of first-degree manslaughter. I find it hard to believe that fearing these kind of situations is the norm among black people. Imagine walking down to the convenience store, seeing a police officer, and feel like at any moment you could die because of your skin color. That is truly terrifying. It is. However, for other people, their skin color becomes some sort of protection. I saw a video of a girl who was narrating an anecdote about her and her friends. She said that she and her friends were smoking in a park when they saw police officers coming towards them. All of her friends were African-Americans and they knew the police would search them because of the color of their skin. So they gave all the stuff to her because she was white and they guessed they wouldn't search her. The police officer proved them right by only inspecting her friends. She said that that day she realized that her skin color worked as a shield for her and realized that white privilege does in fact exist. That is an interesting story. It shows how police officers often target black people and assume that white people are doing nothing wrong. However, I think we've strayed from the topics, so let's talk about people that justify police brutality. Have any of you heard about this? Well, I have heard people saying that violent actions of a police officer are something inevitable and that it is part of their job. Yes, police officers have to face all sorts of dangers in their jobs, and oftentimes they face the need of defending themselves. But facts prove that in many cases, victims of police brutality are unarmed black people and that they are viewed as a name danger. This means that even though that there's no need to defend them themselves, they exert violence upon the people because of personal biases and then they justify it as self-defense. Indeed. I've also heard some people deny that police brutality has any correlation with racism by saying that other races also face police brutality. However, they fail to realize that, number one, people of other races aren't targeted because of the color of their skin, unlike black people who could be doing nothing and still end up dead. And number two, black people take on the majority of police brutality cases, and they are 2.5 times more likely to be killed by police officers. These are enough to prove that police brutality is a racial problem, and like this said, it is not a form of self-defense. Do you have any thoughts about this, Melissa? Those are really great points, and I have nothing more to say. All right, so let's move on to why police brutality is not okay. Would you like to start, Melissa? Of course. I don't support police brutality because, one, it violates the human rights of a person. Two, police brutality is unnecessary in the way that there are alternatives. And three, it is abuse of power that should not be tolerated. Apart from what you have said, I think that the police system itself is corrupt and racist, which is why the phenomena has been occurring for so many years and why officers can get away with murder and abuse. So to eradicate police brutality, we should reinstate the system itself. I agree with you, but in addition to that, we need to start educating police officers, ourselves, and future generations about racism and its effects. If everyone can come to an understanding and live in peace, police brutality would be no more, and countless lives would be saved. I think this is a good note to finish this episode. Agreed. Thank you all for tuning in to our first episode. See you next time.